When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am 29 years old, and I've never lived by myself. And by my by myself, I mean no pets, nothing. Uh, and I'm about to move into my own apartment to live by myself. That's Emily. If you couldn't tell, she's a little nervous about this next chapter of her life. And I can totally relate. When I moved into my first apartment by myself, I remember feeling both excited and scared. And you know, Kristen, this is kind of new territory for me. I've never really lived alone by myself, unless you count uh, the living alone I did for the first year of my marriage because Brad, my husband, was working on the road. Whereas me, I've lived alone for half my adult life, and I've really enjoyed it each time I've done it. Nice. I like that. I like that. And uh, I'm going to be deferring to you and your hot takes on living alone because you're clearly our solo living expert here. Expert? Well, we'll see about that. And so will Emily. I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. In each episode of We Love You and So Can You, we distill our extensive knowledge of self-help into one key idea. It's not about figuring out what you're doing wrong in your life and fixing that problem. It's more about seeing yourself in a whole new light and that you are enough already. With that in mind, we help a listener tackle a predicament in their life. With a prescription of self-love steps, we get to eavesdrop as they follow our advice for two weeks. Or don't follow our advice, because they can do whatever they want, and that is great. We are not doctors, we're not therapists. At the end of the day, we're not trying to get them to give up who they are for us. We just want to help them get reacquainted with the fabulous person we all see. Because we love you. And so can you. So this episode, we get to help Emily. We found out that she was worried about the practical, safety-related aspects of living alone, but she was also a little worried about what it would do to her social life. I mean, as you'll hear, Emily seems pretty smart, responsible, and friendly, but what do I know? Let's hear from an expert. Hi, my name is Julie. I'd like to nominate my daughter, Emily, for We Love You. She's about to uh, move into an apartment by herself for the first time ever. And she's a little concerned about living alone. And I'm not at all. I'm just hoping that Kristen and Jalenta can help her to see how capable we all think that she is and that we know that she will just go through it like she does everything that she's ever been faced with. Okay, first off, I could listen to Julie talk all day long. I love that Kentucky accent. Yes, I want her to be my mom and call me every five minutes. And she's just so sweet and supportive of Emily. It's it's really sweet. It's really beautiful. The thing I want to know is who's right? Is Emily going to become a recluse with no friends when she lives on her own? 
Or is Emily going to handle this move like a boss because she's capable and social, even though she's not sure about those things just right now? We needed to sit down with these two and get to the bottom of this predicament. And that is exactly what we did. We invited Emily into our studio one evening after work, and then we called up her mom, Julie, on Skype. Hi, Mama. Hi, I can't see you. Yeah, we're not we're not doing video. Mm. <laughs> Unless you really okay. want there to be okay, video. Okay, so can I continue to drink my beer? Yeah, oh, you yes. could do that video <laughs> or non-video, technically. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> To be honest, I was a little jealous that we did not have beers with us in the studio, but alas, we were working. Yes, we were there for serious business, Jolenta, and we got down to it. So I think the thing that I'm the most nervous about is I consider myself to be a really like introverted person who likes alone time, and I'm worried that I maybe am not that. <laughs> What do you uh, mean? So, yeah, elaborate, please. <laughs> um, so I've always had, like, the option of having, like, being able to go into my room and be by myself. But if I needed to talk to someone or if I wanted to have, like, spend passive time hanging out with someone, I always had a roommate to do that. Mm. Um, and so I'm kind of worried about, I think so much of my time that I've spent hanging out with my roommate now is actually kind of, like, the passive stuff where one of us will come home and we'll just talk to each other about our days. And it isn't that, like, I had to seek out her or seek her out to talk up to her about that because she was just there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm a little worried that I think I'm this, like, strong, independent person who doesn't need to talk to other people. And I kind of think that I maybe am someone who needs to talk to other people, but someone who wants to do in a way where I wouldn't have to, like, seek that person out. Right. Them. I just, like, want someone there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, that's very different from, I mean, actually – going out, leaving your house, calling up people. Mm -hmm. Making um, a plan. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whereas if you walk 18 steps and you're in the living room on a couch next to your friend slash roommate. Right. Yeah, and your only effort is pretty much walking the same distances to the bathroom. Yeah. 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 And I was just thinking, in, I said to someone recently, like, oh, if I move into a new neighborhood, I'm going to have to start, like, I'm going to have to go to a bar by myself and, mm -hmm. like, sit and eat dinner mm. and like, get to know people in the neighborhood. Yes. And I'm just not that person. I'm not going to do that. So, Julie, tell us about Emily. I mean, you've known her for, I would say, more than her whole life. Emily, um, she's my most independent of all three children. Emily was the kid that, when she was, like, eight years old, would come to me a week before Christmas and say, is it okay if I spend Christmas with a friend? <laughs> Later, whole family. See, ya. I mean, I, I don't want to make you said no, though. I wasn't allowed to. I mean, I'm uh, not shocked. Yeah. <laughs> she actually did like go away for like until Christmas Eve, but she's like, I mean, is that okay? Are you going to be sad? So it, it kind of surprised me that Emily was a little concerned about moving out alone because I've always thought that Emily mm -hmm. was the, I mean, she's more independent than I am. And I mean, I, Emily knows this. I finally went and got a drink by myself at a local restaurant for the first time a month ago. Wow. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, it's, it's easy once you do it once. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> but I mean, Emily does more things alone than I've ever done in my entire life. We talked a little bit before this, and I, I was like, Emily, I can't imagine why you wouldn't want to live alone. And she said, well, like if I fall mm. and I can't get to my phone, mm -hmm. who's going to be there for me? 
<laughs> no, I think about that all the time. This is a real this is a real fear that I have just now developed. Yeah. And and she's like, if I fall in the shower, like what am I gonna do? And I'm I guess the only thing that I've thought about is that I think that she is so ready to be by herself. Mm-hmm. I don't see her as, as she's one of the most social. She has more friends than most people that I know. She doesn't realize that. But I mean, I it, she had always said to me, I don't know if I ever want to live alone because I'm afraid I'll become a hermit. I'm afraid I'll never go out mm-hmm. of my apartment. And I thought, this could not be the child that I <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess I, I have a question then, because I feel like Emily, I feel I mean, I feel like you painted a false picture for me. <laughs> Uh, because I just sort of imagined where, you know, at least I live, I've lived with a best friend who was like my life partner. And yeah. when I live with her, like I didn't really socialize much outside of her. Mm-hmm. Like either we made plans or it was always just like coming home to her or she coming home to me. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like from what your mom's saying, like you're also still like very like out and about doing a bunch of stuff as well. It's like you have a, it sounds like you have a pretty active social life on top of living with a very good friend. <laughs> I I think the act of social life is actually kind of a a new thing. The first couple of years that I lived in New York, I really didn't have that many friends. I had Michelle, my roommate, obviously, and then a bunch of people that I met sort of through her um, that I never really counted as being my friends, um, except for one person who is not one of my closest friends. Um, And honestly, it wasn't until I started working where I currently work that I realized or that I started to meet people that I felt were my actual friends um, and were my friends independent of my roommate. But there are some times where I am doing something and I'm doing it by myself where I think my mom probably thinks that I'm doing it with other people, Mm. Um, (laughs) which is not it's not like a secret, but I like I go to see a lot of like live music and stuff and I almost always go to those by myself. Um, which is not to say that I haven't ever gone with people, but most of the time when I say that I'm, like, going out to a show, I'm going by myself. I have one more question for Julie. Have you ever lived alone? Um, I'm trying to think. I did live alone. I had an apartment alone, but I had a boyfriend that is now my husband. And And so you liked him. And my father. Yeah. I I, I figured... But we didn't live together. But I mean, I did live alone. I didn't like to be alone through the night. I was afraid. I was on a bottom floor. Mm. And I didn't really like that. But yeah, I have lived alone. Good. So you have some experience in this arena. And when you think about Emily living alone, what do you think about Julie? I I wish I could be Emily because... Oh my gosh, that's the sweetest thing. I'm so excited that she's going to live alone. That I can help her decorate. I can... Oh, yeah. I can arrange the furniture. I can tell her what she needs to do. I mean, I'm super excited about it, but I understand that it's going to be, it's a, it's a huge, you know, difference for her, but I don't think she's going to have any trouble at all. She's very adaptable, very resilient. She doesn't have, she just, she just masters everything. So, you know, half of this is not true. (laughs) Oh, no, I, I believe it all. I believe it all. <laughs> no, she breezes through. And I mean, I think that a lot of this is just, um, I don't think I told her today, I said, you are not going to have trouble. You have so many friend groups, you know, from this group and this group and this group. And she said, yeah, but, you know, I don't want to seem like I'm bothering people by asking them to come do stuff with me. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not like a built in, like a roommate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So that was our consultation call with Emily and her mom, Julie. And you know, just a few days later, listening back to this now, I think that point that Julie mentioned at the end there was really, really interesting, Kristen. Emily doesn't want to be a bother when she's asking people to hang out with her. Yeah, and moving into her own place will mean that if she wants to see people, she's probably going to have to start being more intentional and actually asking friends to do things with her once in a while. Yeah, and as I see it, these are the things Emily is actually worried about. Number one, safety. She doesn't want to fall and die without anyone knowing about it. That's super relatable, super practical. I think about these things. And two, being a hermit, she's clearly a friendly person, but she's gotten so used to having a built-in friend in her roommate. What if she never leaves the house again? What if she never has friends again? Who knows? And third, and now I may be extrapolating here a bit, but I think the other thing that Emily is dealing with is figuring out just who she is and what she wants for herself and being a little more active about seeking that out. Yeah, so that's going to be tough, especially because Emily has spent so many years being accommodating to her roommate and, frankly, everybody else. Mm-hmm. But there are a few things Emily is happy about leaving behind, like her roommate's cat. This cat is a very nice cat and likes me a lot, and I don't <laughs> like the cat too much. Oh, <laughs> they always know. That how they it know. Goes. Yes, and the general stresses of living with another person, like just taking a shower. Taking a shower when you want to. Mm. Oh, that was it. Thank you for in reminding the morning. me. Oh. Yeah, exactly. um. <laughs> She's like, I'm always the one that has to get up extra early and take my shower first. Also, making sure the space is clean and cleaning up after someone else. A lot of the messiness, I think, in our living room is from cat hair. Mm. And I... That's so annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. And I just... My roommate isn't as bothered by the cat hair as much as I am. And so I feel like there should be some shared responsibilities between vacuuming because I don't want the cat hair there. Mm -hmm. um, and that is not a shared responsibility that we have yeah, at all. I'm the one that bought yeah. the vacuum cleaner. I'm the one that decides to vacuum when it needs to be vacuumed. And in the end, this is actually something Emily has wanted for herself for a long time. So I always said that I wanted to have my own place or be living with a partner at the age of 30. Oh. Um, so I don't know... I have these, like, stupid ideas about age and how, like, 30 is when I should, like, have my own place. It's starting to sound like we need to help Emily through the stress of moving into her own place and all the potential loneliness that comes with it, while also encouraging her to focus on the benefits of living alone. You know, remind her of why she had this goal in the first place. I love it. And it sounds like you're ready to go and we should be giving Emily her prescription. Yes. Lindsay, can you get her on the phone? Hello. Hi. Yay. Hi, Emily. Hi. We have your prescription ready. Okay. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so enthusiastic. Uh, step <laughs> one, dream big. Think about all the positive things about having your own space, whether that's what you're excited to do or how you'd like to decorate. Make yourself a little vision board with all the amazing things you're excited about. I've never done a vision board. Like, <gasps> oh, never once Emily. in my life. <laughs> oh, girl. And I'm not, I'm not opposed to them. I was going to say, they're, based yeah, they're on great the ideas. looks of you alone, 
to judge a book completely by its cover, which by the book has taught me to do, uh, I would say, you seem like a vision board kind of girl. <laughs> yeah, I, to be honest, I have no idea why I've never just done it. Um, so I'm actually kind of excited about that one. Excellent. Excellent. We love hearing you're excited about steps. Step two, I think you're going to enjoy as well. Step two, get pep talks from people who believe in you. Emily, it sounds like you may not entirely trust your social abilities and your safety abilities right now, but so many other people do. So check in with them and let them remind you of how capable and independent you are. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so true. All right. Up next, step three, set social goals for yourself. If you don't have your built-in social life, a.k.a. your roommate, anymore, we want you to create a hermit insurance plan. Plan out a calendar of social activities for a two-week period. And think about who you would call on a whim and who you would make plans with in advance. And finally, think about how to get your social needs met if no one is around to hang out. Set your intentions, girl. Awesome. Because I, I agree. I think I... I'm going to have to like be a little bit more intentional about seeking people out to do things or even sort of seeking out um, things that make me feel, if it's not an actual social event, but just make me feel like I have a thing to do. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah, it's the important. social, yeah. And the social life won't be in your living room anymore. So, mm -hmm. and Kristen always says this, that it's just, it's important to have things to look forward to. Yes, absolutely. Right. Well, that was where we left Emily to start her first week. I'm really interested to see what she does with that social calendar. I'm hoping that it will help her realize that being more intentional about seeing her friends and planning things out doesn't mean you're being a burden to them. Uh, yeah, I hope so, too. I can't imagine Emily being a burden on anyone. You know, she's such a delight. But I do understand where she's coming from. It is a vulnerable place to come from to be like, hey, I'm lonely. Let's do things. Please be with me. You know, like that's that's a hard ask for some people, myself included. But remember, it's mutually beneficial. Everyone wins. And I bet that friend might be grateful you did the hard work of asking. That's a super good point, Kristen, that uh, I forget to think about a lot. And I'm going to think about it some more while we take a quick break. Yes. And when we're back, we'll see what happens with Emily's first week of living by our prescription. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. <laughs> 
We are back, and I cannot wait to dive into Emily's audio diaries from her first week with our advice. Yes. First up, Emily tackled her pep talk, and she did this in a smart way. She got her friend Meg to record a voice memo for her so she can re-listen to it whenever she needs to. I love this, and I love that she went to a friend that's actually lived alone before, too. I really, really miss living alone myself. And I know like having a partner and a dog is great, but there's something about being able to be selfish and be in control of your space that's really freeing. You get to pick out how you design and lay things out and you don't need someone else's approval for like where to hang a painting or like how to position the couch. I I think it also gives you an opportunity to grow like as a person. You'll be alone with yourself, maybe not like a whole lot, but certainly more than you are now. And I know it really allowed me to get to know myself and most importantly, like learn to like myself more. And I know that things have been really like hectic and stressful for you lately. And living alone will give you an opportunity to just disconnect and totally recharge and like feel a lot less stressed. Wow, that is a really important point. Living alone can really help you get to know yourself better. I know when I lived alone, I learned a lot of things about myself. I mean, just basic things like how clean do I want things Mm -hmm. when nobody else's needs are being kept in mind, when it's just my needs. And then also just things about like how I like my own company, what I like to do with myself when I'm by myself, and socially speaking, how I like to be with other people. I love that. And, you know, while I haven't officially lived alone, I definitely learned about myself when I was living uh, on my own while my husband was traveling for a year. And uh, I just remembered things about myself that, like, I had sort of forgotten. Like, I love listening to music when I fall asleep. And it's annoying to do it with headphones, so I want to play it over a speaker. And you can't do that usually with roommates. You especially can't do it when you, like, share a bed with someone who may not want to hear that or has a really different sleeping schedule than you. And I was like, oh, my God, I just love being by myself, falling asleep to some old Dolly songs. Man, why do we live with other people? I truly don't Don't know We need to live by ourselves. I know. (laughs) Okay, we need to move on to the next step. But before we do that, there's one more bit of practical advice that Meg had for Emily. I know you'll love it once you get over the initial hump of, like, fear of choking to death. So familiarize yourself with the self-Heimlich and text your mom every morning so somebody knows you're alive. You've done like way more out there sort of stuff, like moving to a different country for grad school. So I know that you can definitely do this and it'll be like really great. And in a few months from now, you'll definitely be glad that you did. Yes. The self-Heimlich. Yes. That's an incredible idea. Meg, you sound like a pro. Meg, you're my new emergency contact. (laughs) Um, But enough jokes. After getting that pep talk, Emily also recorded an audio diary explaining a realization she had. I think it's just because in general, I am like a very anxious person and a bit of a people pleaser to a certain extent. I think that sometimes the way to make people like me is to do what they want to do or to sort of, like I said, just be super accommodating. And I don't know if being told to be more selfish is much of a pep talk, but I think for me it kind of is, and sort of just like wanting to concentrate on things that'll make me happy versus, you know, 
trying to be accommodating to those around me. Obviously, you derive happiness from the happiness around you. Um, so I'm not going to become like a asshole to everyone. Um, but I think sort of like creating space for myself and asking people to hold space in their lives for me. And like, I don't know, in a way, like I'm always the friend that steps up. Um, and I need to like give my friends a chance for them to step up. Yes, Emily, yes. And don't be afraid to ask when you need your friends there with you. Exactly. I think it is so important that Emily is thinking about how she tends to accommodate other people and, you know, kind of be a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a big change for her. And as she said, she's going to have to learn to be a little more selfish. Right. Yeah. As someone who spends so much of their energy and I think kind of identity being wrapped up mm -hmm. in, in accommodating other people, whether it's a bathroom schedule or uh, when you can and can't have friends over, I think she's going to learn a lot about her own identity along the way, and I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, but more than just being a learning experience, I think she's going to have a lot of fun. I mean, especially after she gets past those first hurdles of the shock of it all. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, should we listen to some more of her audio diaries and maybe move on to step three? Oh, yes. That's where she sets some social goals. Let's listen. So one of the things that I, or that has sort of happened sort of, uh, organically or just not super planned is I have been hanging out with my friend Chelsea um, at least once a week. Uh, sometimes she just comes over. Other times we go and get tacos. Um, but that's sort of been like a built-in thing where um, I know at least once a week she's gonna we're going to hang out. I kind of got her to promise that that would continue to happen. Um, I didn't think that it would stop, um, but sort of going in with that intention, sort of telling her, hey, this is the thing that I really like doing. Um, I like getting to see you on a regular basis. Can we sort of make sure that we keep kind of trying to do that? Ooh, I like what I'm hearing. And that's such a nice, safe place to start, you know, talking to someone you already see frequently and just affirming like, hey, Chelsea, I like hanging out with you. This is a thing, right? Maybe let's make it official. I like this, too. I, I call it locking down the friendship, mm. just like a relationship. Sometimes you have to be really clear about what you want and lock it down. Yeah, and I love how clear she was in the next audio diary. She was talking to someone who's in her dance troupe. Uh, what? Emily's in a dance troupe? Mm-hmm. So cool. A little pissed she admitted that when we first met her, but I'm going to let it slide. Yeah, I would have led with that. I know. I was sort of telling her how I think I'll be lonely and joking a little bit about it. And she said, oh, my God, you're never going to be lonely because I'm just going to come over all the time. Um, and even though I think it was sort of said in jest, I followed up and said, don't say that if you don't mean it, because I'll invite you to come over. Um, and she definitely was like, no, please invite me to come over whenever you want to, like, hang out and stuff. Go, Emily, go. Yeah. Go, 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 Emily. It can be so hard to push that friendship from person you see in class each week to a real friend you can count on. And it sounds like Emily is on her way to locking this friendship down. Before you know it, Emily, you're going to be getting pinned. <laughs> <laughs> Making friends left and right. Oh, do people know what that means? I hope so. If they if they can keep up with my my references, just watch like Bye Bye Birdie or Grease and yes. I think you'll know. Um. <laughs> Okay, enough musical theater references. There was also one more element to the step, 
try to plan out something for when people aren't available to hang out. And she had a really great idea. I have never been someone who, like, enjoys talking on the phone. Um, I I text my friends a lot um, and have sort of that communication with them. But I don't know, something... It can be said about, like, talking on the phone. Um, And I think it's a little bit of a fear of mine to, like, randomly call someone up and then, like, be like, oh, my God, hey, are you busy? So that's something that I think I'm going to try, that I want to try to do. Phone calls, a dying art form. I'm impressed. Yes, dying. But personally, I love talking on the phone with friends. And uh, what I like to do when I'm talking with my friends Mm -hmm. is actually Double task, triple task, you know, wash dishes while talking on the phone, go on a walk and run errands while I'm talking on the phone. And not only does it mean I can do something fun and an activity while I'm talking to somebody, but for other folks out there who may feel awkward just talking into a plastic object. For all you young millennials, not (laughs) old ones like me, who just never had to make phone calls. I know it's hard. (laughs) Yes, and maybe it will make you feel a little bit less awkward about the whole exchange if you're doing something else at the same time. Plus, Kristen's just always looking for an excuse to walk and do something else. I love to go on a walk. She loves walking. I just love walking. Okay, Kristen, we do have one more step that Emily completed this week, so don't walk away. (laughs) It's everyone's favorite step, at least mine, the vision board. Vision, vision, vision. (laughs) Should we give Emily a call and see what's on her board? Yes, I want to know everything about the visions. Hello, Emily. So first things first, Emily, thank you so much for talking with us again. And uh, how are you feeling after you finished week one? Um, I feel pretty good. I Well, for one, I put in a deposit on an apartment. So oh, that, congrats. Yay, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if I've been approved yet because I did it really late last night. So um, okay. still waiting to hear back. Fingers crossed. But, yeah. Um, so that has sort of been like one stressor that has sort of been removed. Um, and now I'm really thinking ahead to sort of once I'm in a new space. Uh, so that's been really exciting to sort of already think ahead to kind of how things are going to go. Yes. Yes. Um, so that's a that's a step that wasn't even on our prescription know. for you. You're, you're, you're I know. just doing you're it. You're breezing ahead of us, Emily. <laughs> so we were just listening to your audio diaries, and we do have to know, what did you put on your vision board? How was dreaming big? It was actually a lot of fun. Um, I ended up spending, I think, two or three hours yeah. building a or on Pinterest. What inspired you the most that you saw? Is there anything that you were sort of surprised by or like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. I never thought of this. Yeah, I was actually the most surprised. I, I'm i really into gallery walls. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking at sort of examples of gallery walls and someone had this really cool one in a bathroom. So that was really inspiring to me. I've never decorated a bathroom before. It's, it's always fun. seemed sort of yeah. like not worth it but now i think it could be really cool yeah if it's just yours and you're not sharing exactly. it with anyone else you know right you can actually think about aesthetics and places that are purely functional when you have roommates yeah you know? rather than wiping up someone else's pee you can just enjoy that bathroom and your own pee yeah you can be exactly. like i don't care where my pee goes but look at how cute my wall is while i'm peeing <laughs> yeah I can't wait to see what you do with that bathroom. And I love that you're allowing yourself to start thinking about the fun side of this move, Emily. 
But this week wasn't all easy. How are you feeling after going through everything? The, like, trying to, like, plan social stuff just involved me having to think a little bit differently than I do now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which doesn't mean that it was hard to do. Mm-hmm. It just was, it's just, I felt like I was, like, actually, like, working on it. Yeah, it's not, um, it's not your natural way of going about hanging with people. Or, exactly. Or thinking about your value within friendships. Ooh, yes. Yeah, and that takes yeah. time. Like, that. that's like a shift in thinking. It's not going to be like, snap your fingers. Oh, my gosh, I'm like a social butterfly, like, just hounding people to do shit. Like, <laughs> exactly. Part of, I do wonder if that's because I've, I've always, like, I'm the second of three children, and not that my mom has ever made me feel like a burden, but you know, like life was busy. And sometimes I was told, you know, we can't do that right now. I have to deal with, you know, your brother is sick or, you know, I need to go and like cook dinner or something like that. Um, so I think sort of like growing up in an environment where there was a lot was always happening. Um, literally the plight of the middle child, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I've never felt slighted. I think sort of like, but it's Just sort of my, a go-to behavioral, uh, like, tick almost. Yeah. And I think that's why I sort of developed, you know, activities that are solo activities that can be done sort of alone. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a really big reader um, because that's what I did when a lot was happening in my house growing up. I went to my room and I read. Uh, so I think it's sort of just like a base sort of line of being, like, not wanting to like bug people. Plus, I think just even learning that about yourself, about like, oh, like actively doing this makes me uncomfortable. Like that's mm-hmm. interesting. And this is why it does. So yeah. what, the more you know, right? Uh. <laughs> well, I, I'm just going to speak for both of us, Jolenta, when I say we are so incredibly proud of you and mm-hmm. everything that you've done in week one. I can't believe you also did all of that on top of like just finding a place. Seriously. Well, I think it's time to move into your week two prescription. Let's start with step four. Write a letter to your future self. Right now, you're dealing with lots of stress and change, Emily, but we want you to take some time to remember why you wanted to make this change in the first place. Write a letter to your future self. Lay out all the things you're excited to leave behind. Open the letter saying, Dear future Emily, I know you're feeling less than 100% about your decision to live alone right now, but please remember why you made this choice. And close the letter with, future Emily, I believe in you. You've got this. That sounds nice. Good. <laughs> but, good. But, good. Good. But good. also stressful because that is like a level, like I was never someone who had a diary growing mm-hmm. up yeah. because I think I sort of found it to be a little self-indulgent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that might feel a little self-indulgent to me. But is self-indulgence really so bad? I'd, I don't think so. Mm. Especially not when you're maybe a little people pleasy. Just saying. <laughs> but moving on. I'm obsessed with this next step. Step five. Set up a safety squad. We know you have lots of people who care about you. We heard you talking about them and talking to a couple of them in your week one. So enlist a few of those people to be on your safety squad. Give them an extra set of keys. Give them your mom's phone number. And generally just make sure they're watching out for you and know what's happening in your life. Plus... Leave an extra set of keys for yourself at your office, too. Awesome. I recently heard about this leaving keys at work thing, and it has blown my mind. <laughs> I never heard that um, until I read this script right now because this was Kristen's idea. <laughs> and I was yeah. also like, oh, my God. 
And I don't know why it never crossed my mind that that would be like an easy thing to do. Um, but yeah, that's amazing. That's a great suggestion. Yes. All right. Step six, make a connection. For this step, Emily, we want you to do that thing that feels scary. Are you ready? We want you to go to a local. No. <laughs> <laughs> too bad, too bad. <laughs> For this step, we want you to find your new public space. Before, with a roommate, your living room was a public space. But now, you're going to have to walk a few more steps to find that familiar face. So, we want you to go to a local bar, even in your current neighborhood, and start up a conversation with the bartender. Bonus points if you also strike up a conversation with someone else at the bar. Now, this step is important for two reasons. First, it's good practice for meeting people. Bartenders are great at small talk. And second, it's a great way to make a community connection. Bartenders can become part of your safety squad or just be an ally if you're on a lousy date or if you need to leave a set of house keys for a friend. These are all true things. <laughs> that stress me out. <laughs> I know, but and we have one other thing we want to add to this step. Um, we don't want you to be on your smartphone while you're sitting at the bar. We want you to sit at the bar. You can have a newspaper in front of you. You can do the crossword. You can have something that you could do a can, Sudoku if you hate letters. Yeah, but you can have <laughs> you can have something that people can come up to you and comment on, or that you can turn to the person next to you and ask about. Hey, do you know what the longest river is in Mongolia? All right. So those are your steps, Emily. How are you feeling about this prescription? I feel good about a good portion of them and then terrified about one of them. <laughs> I think that's good. Which, um, which one do you feel yeah. terrified about? Um, I think I, I mean, so the way that I sort of viewed the going to the bar thing, I think that that is a great idea. And I sort of anticipated that that was going to be a part of it. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited. I guess I'm excited to do it, but also scared. Scared and excited. Good. Always like go it. together. I like it. Those are those are good feelings. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's how we left Emily to start her second week, scared and excited. I mean, if we're being honest, Kristen, I do think it, it is a little cruel that we did take the one thing she said she was scared of and didn't want to do when we talked to her at first and just made it into one of her steps. Yeah, I mean, I don't actually think that's cruel, though. <laughs> just because it feels scary doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Mm, what are you, my therapist? <laughs> Come on. It's just something she hasn't done before, and I think Emily is going to crush this step. She's such a fun person to talk to. I mean, that's, come on. That is true. That's true. But I know how terrifying it is to have to start a conversation with someone you have never met. I hate doing it. It takes me forever to work up the nerve to do it, and I can see her just psyching herself up for this step all week, sort of you know, mulling it over, perhaps spiraling a bit in her imagination. That's what I'd be doing anyway. Mm, well, we'll find out if Emily's the same as you or a little bit more fierce after this break. Are you calling me not fierce? <laughs> no, no, we are not taking a break. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. 
Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. We're back and it's time to check in with Emily's second week of living by our prescription. So let's let's start with an easy one. Let's start with step four, which is the step that had Emily write a letter to her future self to make sure she keeps some perspective during this whole move thing. And she read it out loud for us in this audio diary. Dear future Emily, I know you're feeling less than 100% with your decision to live alone now, but please remember why you made this choice. You've always dreamed of having your own space that you could decorate exactly to your liking, and now you have that. And there are so many things that you can do once you live alone that you have felt like you can't do those things when you had a roommate. You can do absolutely nothing on the weekends. You can set your own bathroom schedule for showering and getting ready. You can make a mess in any room that you want and not have to feel guilty if you don't come to clean it up immediately. You can stretch out completely on the couch while watching TV. You can come home late and watch something on TV or listen to a record or, or listen to anything else without worrying about waking anyone up. You can cook dinner or bake something whenever you want. You can spend all Sunday doing meal prep and not feel guilty about hogging the kitchen. You can invite friends over at a moment's notice and not feel like you have to clear it with anyone. I know you think that you could have done these things before, even when you were living with Michelle. And that's true. Uh, But there was always a little bit of guilt or worry you were being a shitty roommate. Now you only have your future self to piss off if you leave a mess on the kitchen table. Change is scary to you, I know. But the best part about this kind of change, this specific change, is that it doesn't have to be forever if you truly hate it. After a year, if you don't like living alone, there are thousands of people in New York that you can live with. But I doubt that you'll feel that way. And I doubt that because I believe in you, future Emily. You've got this. I think it's clear that Emily is starting to maybe get to know herself a little bit. You know, she's starting to understand what she needs, what she wants, how she's going to get those things, maybe how to not feel like a burden while she does all those things. And I want to do all those things, too. You know, I want to stretch out on the couch. I want to come home late and watch something on TV, perhaps super loud. I, <laughs> I am jealous that she gets to do these things, and I don't. Well, living alone can have its perks, and I think Emily is definitely going to make the most of them. But if she doesn't, I'm glad she's thinking about her way out. This is just a moment. It doesn't have to be forever if she hates living alone. That's so true. Mm, Such good perspective. So up next, Emily sent us an audio diary about getting a safety squad, and she snuck in a little surprise for us. I have a list of people that I want to get keys made for. I'm actually picking up the keys to my new apartment tomorrow, which is really, really exciting. Uh, Yes, Emily. Hello. She got approved for that apartment. 
I think we're two for two on our guests finding new homes while going through our prescriptions on the show. Oh, my gosh. You know, I'm not going to say it's a guarantee you're going to find a new home if you come on our show, but— I'm not not saying it's <laughs> it isn't guaranteed. Like it's a possibility, a strong strong possibility we may be a moving good luck charm. <laughs> okay, but Jolenta back to the real order of business here. The safety squad. Right. Um number 1, I'm definitely going to get a set and to have those to be left at work. Um I think that that's a really great idea. Uh, I want to give another set to my friend Rachel. She is someone that I Remember, in the beginning, when Julie told us that Emily has a ton of friends, well, she's totally right. And we found out just how right in this audio diary. And then I'm also going to give a set to Chelsea. Uh, We kind of talked about this even before I started this moving process. Um, We both, like, like, see each other often enough um, that it would be smart for us to have keys for each other's places. Another person that I want to give my mom's phone number to is someone that I sit next to at work. Uh, We're also friends. Um, And she probably sees me more than literally anyone in my group of friends just because we sit next to each other. Uh, And I have, like, the type of, like, work environment where uh, everyone is pretty, like, connected um, and when people are going to be out, it's for, like, planned stuff. So if I were to ever not show up one day, I think Cleo would be slightly concerned. I have to say, that is a very, very solid squad. Totally solid. But, Jolenta, I also want to hear what happened in step six. The bar! Yes, the bar! Did she go? What happened? Let's listen. Okay, so I'm going to do the thing that I've been dreading this entire a couple of weeks um, in sort of preparing for my move, I am going to go to a bar by myself and try, well, definitely talk to the bartender and maybe try to talk to someone else. Uh, Wait, we need more details than that. What actually went down? I mean, clearly we need to give Emily a call to actually get the deets. Can you get her on the line, Lindsay? Hello. 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 Hi, Emily. You're at the end of your week two, and we need to know how it went. I It went well. Um, I mean, the big stressor was sort of the having to go to a bar by myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I'm glad that I did it. I'm glad that I don't have to do it again until <laughs> I'm, like, ready to do it, Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it went a lot better than I thought it would. Um, and I didn't, I didn't really feel awkward after the fact. Going there, I felt a little awkward, but after I left, I felt fine. How did you even pick where to go? Well, so I, uh, there's a bar that's right around the corner from the laundromat that I go to. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a nice bar, and it's a bar that I've been to before just to, like, go to the bar. Right. Uh, And I always had in my mind, like, oh, how cool would it be to, like, go to a bar while I'm waiting for my dryer cycle to finish? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I decided to do. I had to do a bunch of sheets and like um, all of my like uh, towels and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I knew that the dry cycle was going to be a long one. Yeah. Um, and so I did that. But it also gave me I felt like that gave me a comfortable sort of if I felt like I didn't want to be there anymore. I had a, an excuse to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I did. And that I think really helped knowing that yeah, eventually I was going to have to like, yeah. Did you talk with the bartender? Did you talk with someone sitting next to you? What did you do there? 
I actually did both. You would be so proud of me. (laughs) Oh my gosh, we're so excited. (laughs) That's more than I usually do. Wow. Um, So I started off by talking to the bartender. It was the this past weekend when it was so hot, like our first Mm -hmm. really hot day. Um, So we talked about that a little bit because everyone wants to talk about the weather. and then we ended up talking. I I have a tattoo on one of my arms that is done by someone who's pretty, like, has a style that's really recognizable. And mm-hmm. she's getting kind of big. And this is Ooh. so stupid, but she's getting big in the tattoo scene. And so he, the bartender asked me about my tattoo. And so we were talking about that a little bit. And he had a couple of tattoos. And so we talked about our tattoos. But the person that I ended up talking to that was sitting next to me, um, it was, like, through an eavesdropping situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I it was I was reading my book and then I heard him say something that was not correct and I corrected. Yes, girl. <laughs> it was fine. It was yes. about it was about the movie Clueless, oh. which was very it was a correction that needed to happen. <laughs> so you're like writing wrongs when you're out like just hanging in your neighborhood. Yes. <laughs> and like I, a justice vigilante. I'm I'm impressed. I'm proud. I am I'm proud. too. I'm very proud of you. Do you feel like you have a bit more solid foundation like moving into this new place now or like are some of the things you're worried about sort of taken off your plate so you can focus on like upholstery and like wall colors and and furniture? Yeah. I mean, I think I think the answer is yes to both. I do feel uh, more ready, but I do also feel like there's like one big stress taken off my plate and that I know where I'm going to live. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that I think is overall making me feel a little bit less worried about it. Um, but I know, I know that I'm the type of person that things sort of like the excitement of something takes over and then the stuff that I'm worried about still sort of festers. Mm. Um, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to hold space for both mm-hmm. and not let the excitement of like upholstery and like getting to build a gallery wall overtake being scared that, you know, I'm never going to see any of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Why don't you want the excitement to take over? Yeah, wait. Because I don't want to forget about, like, I don't want to forget about the worry and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to, like, but, actively, like, still try to do stuff and not be like, well, I'm so excited about this. I'm not going to be upset that I haven't seen a friend in three weeks But can something. I point out, like, you've, at this point, done a lot of the work preemptively, so you are allowed to enjoy it. True. Yeah. And, like, I, I think you'll still see friends. And, like, also <laughs> something I try to remember that many a therapist has told me, if it's something you're worried about becoming or, like, falling into the habit of doing, your awareness of this and your worry, like, is usually enough to stop you. Like, right. the fact that you don't want to become it is usually enough. Like, you're not going to, mm-hmm. like, wake up one day and be like, ah, oh, no, I haven't seen a friend <laughs> in three weeks. Like, because you're you're cognizant of it, you know. Right. So you don't need to. You there's a difference between like making space for something and like letting that space take over other spaces. Yeah, right. and and I would urge you to think of of this. You front loaded all of your stress. Yes. You really took care of it. You don't need to stress anymore, but mm-hmm. but you can be productive. Productivity mm. and stress don't have to be the same thing. And to me, it sounds like you're saying, I don't want to forget those stresses or I'll become irresponsible. Yeah. You can become responsible without the stress. Mm-hmm. Truly, <laughs> you are a responsible human who, like, deserves to enjoy things, like, when you want to get carried away. So I hope <laughs> – I can't wait to check in 
after you move in and stuff and yes. see what it's like when you're settled in. I want yeah. to go to a housewarming party. Yes. Uh, or we're going to join you at that bar. We're going to yeah. put a load of socks in with you and then we're going to sit at the <laughs> bar with you and talk to the bartender. And yeah. Then we'll show our tattoos also. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, yeah. I think I entered this, you know, but two weeks ago I was carrying on a lot of stress, I think, mm-hmm. stress and worry about this whole process and having you know, these tasks to sort of think about and do as I was going along helped me sort of channel some of that, um, I guess, sort of just like nervous sort of energy um, into doing something that ended up feeling productive. Um, And I do think really set me up for, you know, moving into my own place. I do feel better prepared. Um, And I do think that I, it allowed me to sort of think about, um, what I am excited about and sort of give me something to like work toward and something to like want to think about like decorating or thinking about all the stuff that I get to do when I'm in my own apartment. Um, and just sort of thinking of those fun things that also are going to come, not just the stress. We're so happy for you. Yay. Thank you so much. Emily. We love you. We love you you too. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. So, Kristen, Emily did it. She went and did the thing that was hard. Oh, she totally did. And, you know, while she might not do it again anytime soon, (laughs) I know that the next time she does, it will be just a little bit easier, and she'll be doing it in her new neighborhood. Yes. She's, I mean, she has totally got this. She's got this move in the bag. And I'm excited to see what she's going to do next, too, with her new place. Not just the decorating, but how she lives her life when she starts to shift her focus to thinking about what she wants and not necessarily accommodating everyone around her a lot of the time. Yeah, and I mean, of course, she still has some worries. But I think worrying's fine in moderation. You know, as I always say, Kristen, it helps you become aware of what you want to work on. Yeah, and Emily's more aware than she was when we met her. She's aware of her capabilities, and she's aware of the fact that even when she's living alone, she'll never really be alone. Yeah, she's aware of the fact that she's a vibrant social butterfly and not, in fact, a hermit. Yeah. So, Emily, go you! Yay, Emily! That's it for this episode of We Love You and So Can You. Our producer is Lindsay Cradwell. Casey Holford makes this episode and he composed our theme song, so give him a round of applause. Our editor is John Delore, Daisy Rosario is our executive producer, and Chris Bannon is chief content officer. Thanks also to Nora Ritchie. And stay in touch with us. Do you have a predicament you need help with? Have you lived alone? Do you have tips for getting to know yourself better? Tell us about it. Email us at weloveyoupod at gmail.com. We may even read your notes to us in our follow-up episode. You can also tweet us at Jolenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at We Love You Pod, or leave us a message at 601-568-3171. That's 601-LOVE-171. And don't forget to rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen because it helps people find this new little baby show. You know, help us. 
Help us spread the word of we love you and so can you. Tell a friend about the show. Subscribe to the show in their phone for them. Help a sister or a brother or a gender non-conforming person out. Or your bartender, who may be all of the above. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalanta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. And don't forget, we love you. And so can you. You. Part du. <laughs> Emily, the sequel. That's Emily, it. Oh my god. Sequel. Shut up. <laughs> no. Emily. The squeakquel. That's my all-time favorite like sequel play on words. It was Alvin and the Chipmunks the squeakquel. What about Emily the threequel? Like the I third? Can't. Okay. <laughs> Stitcher. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.